This content is intended for adult cigar smokers age 21 and older. All right, Nick, good show. <laughs> okay. Uh, Greg's leaving to go take advantage of our brand new coupon code. Type in Long Ash all day Friday and Saturday, and you will receive 20% off your entire purchase. Some exclusions apply, but other than that, 20% off your entire purchase all day Friday and Saturday when you use the coupon code Long Ash. Nick, did you know I just got 20% off? Yes. In case you guys were wondering, no, that is not Greg. He didn't get. He a was beard not in some weird combination of got bigger, but also lost in the woods for a while. <laughs> who haven't? Who doesn't know how to shower? It's some weird mix of like the movie The Santa Claus, when he gets bigger, but also Castaway. <laughs> that would be the best movie. The best movie ever. Santa Claus gets <laughs> lost on an island, and uh, Christmas won't happen. He until has to he's eat survived. the reindeer. That would be fucked. Oh my god, he's got to eat the like make reindeer sausage. That might be That's good, good though. Really good. That might I feel be like good. I feel like it would be... Um, Tim? Did, you ever have, did you ever have sausage that was like... Not... Like, it almost tasted like cloth. Like, there was like there was, there was like almost too many strands in it. Like it's, no, it I've had uh, like, I, I brujol sh- like that. Well, brujol is a different kind of meat. Yeah, true. Yeah. But you're talking and it's also, specifically... And there's also literally string. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But you're specifically talking about sausage. Yeah, like, no. st- like sometimes... If it's not like a premio or like a, like a really good brand of Italian sauce, so I'll get it. Like, this tastes like cloth. Like, it yeah. tastes like the knotty inside. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not, not good. Um, all right, so we have a very sp- surprise guest today. Greg is out um, on a vacation. I I don't know where. I think they went to Dollywood. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I have no idea. So we have a special guest, the unveiling of the great and powerful secret, yes. Chris. Why don't you tell us who you really are, Chris? Yes, yeah, so um, my name is Chris, uh, Chris Rangio. I started back here in February. Um, my knowledge of cigars was nothing, and now it's just above nothing um but like working with you and greg it's been pretty pretty cool um you've been always you kind of steered me in the right direction on which cigars to have and cigar etiquette um i was joking around with one of our coworkers. i was like yeah you know nick kind of sunned me one day i bashed the crap out of it on an ashtray and nick's like mm-hmm. what are you doing so no bueno working on this for the last 20 episodes hearing you and greg talk i think it's been pretty interesting yeah, and hearing I've been, me talk here in Utah, yeah. <laughs> Greg just talking about food and yeah. JBB. And yeah, well, yeah, um, yeah you know. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. But, uh, um, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And like I said, I started here in the video department back in February. And yeah, it's been pretty fun ever since. Um, people have asked me about the identity, why you gave it to me. And I thought it was hilarious because... I don't even remember. It was just so, like you said something. And I'm like, oh, what are you like? What is it? A secret? Like, what are you, secret Chris? And like, that was, that was Well, just that, it. but I, to- I think I told you that like... I did like film, and my dad did uh, stand up, oh, no, and my I, dad was think, doing yeah, that. And then I found out you like you had a podcast yeah, for like yeah. three years. And I'm like, what and the hell? Like, wait, all these what? Secrets? And it, but it wasn't like two, was, no. three weeks in. It was like five months in. You're like, yeah. I know nothing about you. It was over lunch, and it was hilarious. Yeah, and then you were super secret. Literally, the, we I think we were filming an episode, and then and that's when you were like, you start calling me Secret Chris. I have you on my phone as Secret. I like that. I'm yeah, fine you with are that. Secret. I tried. I created an Instagram account, Secret Chris, yeah. for all my all 50 the followers. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but no, that's I just because I, mean, I love the name. There's definitely dog pages that have more. Yeah, of course, of course. They my sh- friend, as they my should. friend's uh, Schnauzer, uh, hungry, hungry Henry, has like three thousand followers. Jesus Christ! Yeah, Steve, you you know Steve. Know his, Steve. his wife uh, made an Instagram account for her dog, for their dog, Sharpe. Like I, I guess Sharpes are like in in. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, they always fought like it was, wasn't, just, wasn't it just an anniversary? I think I saw it on Facebook. Yes, it was. Yes, I like Steve's a cool guy. I like Three, Steve a lot. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, I, we brought you on for ranting and raving. That was, and it was a, so much goddamn it, fun. It was a two parter, um, and it was basically everything up like your alley and Steve's alley, and I was the odd man out because you guys you were, were the just, Greg of the podcast. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> when Greg just sits here and watches like you and Caldwell or you and yeah. Saka talk, like that's that's how I felt. No, but you all, but you're well versed in film. Yeah, but like I don't know what happened along the way where you like left out the I didn't know eighties, eighties and nineties action 80s. movies, not just like all movies. Like it was a specific where like, like what, so have you seen like the Prince of Tides? Like like you know what I mean? Like, no, no. But like what was the I think Commando? Left, I haven't seen Commando. I think you left out just the eighties in general because first of all, well, those were the eight movies of the eighties. It was either like action well, who movies. Who showed you or those? Were they your your father, your my brother? My dad? Like no, not my brother. Like my dad. Like I would just go to the movie the video store. Back when those were, you know, legal, yeah. <laughs> and I would just like I would see, you know, Schwarzenegger on the cover with like a machine gun and like a and, and like a chick, and I'm that, like, yeah. we're gonna watch this. Is what we're watching. 
But my dad liked him too. My dad still likes. Him. My dad will still so call I, me. Like he'll he watched John Wick two on HBO the other night. He th- thought it was great. He's like, oh, did you see him when he's doing the karate? I wonder if it's because, like, did you specifically just watch him, or did you watch him with your sister? No, my sister got me into Friends though. Okay, That's because like I felt like I it's always like oh we have to we have to have something you and your sister might want to watch, and I don't see my sister wanting yeah. to watch action films. So if it was you and your dad going, and you had like full reign of like whatever. That's probably why, but like I never flocked to them. But like one of my favorite franchises is Die Hard. Yeah. So like I yeah. don't know we where just, I got lost. We in the just shuffle. always watched them. I mean, and it was weird because like my brother was always like the sports guy. I was like the movie nerd. Like I did the shows in high school. I mean, I yeah. played football, but other than that, and then it wasn't until like me and my brother really got close a couple of years ago, like I don't know, six-ish year, five, six years ago, where I realized like like he's just as big a nerd as I am. Like, and I, I never realized. So now we have like all these inside jokes because yeah, like, you guys movies. are like, adults now. Yeah, and but like you, we, like, I never knew he's like making like, oh yeah, it's like you know Alan Rickman and Die Hard. I'm like, you know about Alan Rickman and Die Hard? <laughs> what is he? Seven years older than you? No, he's uh, he's three years old. Oh, that's not bad. He'll okay. Be, uh, all he'll right. be Thirty? How old am I? I'll be there. So I'll be thirty-three next week. Actually, he'll be 33. awesome. Okay, so that's not a big difference. He's serving our nation in the in the battleground of Maryland right now. <laughs> Del- uh, where in where in Maryland? Uh, top secret. Oh yeah, top secret. Well, yeah. he lives in Silver Springs. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just realized asking His that. His phone is you know eight six five. <laughs> you could, you could find John Peter Libretti the fourth. <laughs> He's the fourth. Yeah. Wow, yeah. it's weird for Italians to have that. It's usually it's is more it like a though? British thing. I all right. Yeah, like dude, who? How many? How many? You know, Jacopo. You know, but do you have your like? What is your middle name? Like my, your my, dad's name? No, first my name? my middle name is my mom's father. Yeah, my so first like, name is just they just liked it. So my dad's name is Andrew David. Then my uncle, his younger brother, is David James, and I'm Christopher James. So okay. It's, it's not. It's all like it's in like there. passing, but yeah. it's not like a junior. It was weird because my, you know, so it was like my great grandfather was John Labretti, my, and then my grandfather, who was who was like the third son, was John Labretti, but then like my dad, I think he had two other first cousins that he was like tight with yeah. that were also John Labretti. So there's about so that like you just say you say you just say John and like ten people yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah and then my so my dad was the third and my brother is uh, the fourth and does your brother have kids. No. 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 I hope not. <laughs> Somewhere. No, he, he's seeing a nice gal. Nice. That's all. He's very private, so I'm going to keep awesome. that, that part of him private. Gotcha, yeah. I'm I mean, gonna he's say, a super if secret if spy. there's going to be so. a John, John the Fifth. Oh, uh, no, he's actually looking for his first kid to be named Biagio. What? <laughs> really? Do I look serious? You look very serious. Yeah. <laughs> John the Brady the Fourth is serious about Biagio. And no, no one goes steal He's going to be so mad at me I said that because people are going to go steal it now. Biagio, that's a nice name. Um, all right, so let's get into some cigars quick and get back to fun stuff in a little yes. bit. So we are doing, it, this is a powerhouse day it is. and we are both smoking things we've never smoked before we are both smoking broad leaves of a kind and we are both smoking brand new cigars this year yeah this so looks intimidating it's gonna be oh you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna be good yeah. so i'm setting chris up with the strongest cigar he's ever had um this is gonna be chris's first time not even just smoking a southern draw not just smoking a jacob's ladder his first Experience will be the Southern Draw Jacob's Ladder Brimstone, yeah, well, which had another layer of Lajero in there. Is that triple then? That's triple Lajero. Okay. Yeah. Still uses a hardy, dark Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper. Now, so I, I've talked about you know broadleaf a lot, and I'm sure you you know you've listened. Yeah. Um, very sh- subtle differences, but there is a I think a difference between Pennsylvania and Connecticut in that that's still like rich and has sweetness too, but it's also a lot smokier. It's like a lot. He- Think of that as like a little bit of a zesty, like double fudge heavy cake, and this is like um, this is like just a like a I think it's like a peanut butter fudge pie. Last week, did you say that, or I heard it somewhere around the office that like the, the same I think the same tobacco can be grown, but like in ten mile radius. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it's 100%. completely different taste. Yeah, you so. can put you can put the same seed. And, I mean, even look at. I mean, actually, this is the opposite, but it's still very cool. If you take the same seed in Connecticut and you grow it in Ecuador, like an Ecuadorian shade, very similar. However, you take that seed and grow it maybe 10 miles away from that farm, it could be very different. The, the, yeah. the soils of Nicaragua especially, Yalapa, Esteli, Condega, Ometepe, those four different regions, you, if you put the same seed, you will get very different tastes. Have you tobacco. been to any of those regions? Yeah. yeah. I've, I'm not really Yalapa. I've been to Esteli a few times. Nice. Um, a specific factory or no? Oh, I've been to several. I've been to Perdomo. I've been to uh, my father. I've been to AJ. Nice. I've been to Drew Estate. I've been to Oliva. Are they all in the same area? There's there's or? one road that there's a lot of them on. 
Um, then there's like in the in the actual town proper of Esteli, there's like like Espinosa has this cool little factory. Like on the on, it looks like a corner shop, but it's like really cool. Like you know, little, yeah. little area. Um, I don't. I, I want to go to Roma Crafts because I heard theirs is cool. That's also um, in but like the yeah, but the big big ones are all like on, on the um. The, it's called the Pan American. So it's basically one road that you take from Managua, which is the capital. Mm-hmm. It's like a three hour drive over the mountains, and it just goes to Esteli. <laughs> and they only built it like uh, not a long time ago. Like when a lot of these guys were first setting up, you had to fly into Managua and take a helicopter. Really, it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, now they then they built this road, um, but a lot of them are on that road. So I know like per, definitely Perdomo, my father, and I think AJ are like within a mile of each other. Like like the the factories, they all have their fields at like different spots. So AJ's factory might be here, and then ten miles down the road, inland might be one of his fields, and then nice. another field over here. But in terms of the actual factories, like the buildings, yeah. they're they're just bang, 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 bang. It's That's really, pretty it's, cool. It's really cool. Yeah, when you do the Nicaraguan Festival, it's cool because you get to go like to all these different places and they're close. That would be something I would like to do in my uh, lifetime. It's, dude, it's so goddamn hot. Is it, it is oh, yeah. so goddamn hot. And for those who don't know, I sweat like... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, You're uh, putting uh, the cigar out already. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, like that... That would probably be a, a, a hell for me, just to yeah, be, no matter like all year round. I'm it's sure it's very, just, yeah. Was, uh, I've been to the festival twice, and there it's always in February, and it's just it's just hot. it's brutal. Yeah. yeah. So but you're no. smoking the the new brimstone. Yes. It's it's gonna be good for. But we haven't we had a nice big lunch, and you got a cream soda, so you should be all right. Um, did you pair this on purpose, or does it go? I with mean, cream soda is gonna go with anything. True. You have cream soda a lot during these, and it seems to always pair well with yeah. it. Um, but is but I guess I'm I'm excited to see like if this is gonna really go well with like a soda. It will because of the rich it. the rich sweetness okay. of the broadleaf wrapper. Right, and you are smoking. I'm smoking said. the brand new um, and I also I, we, the review of this will be out in a few days. The uh, Micrarida Triquitraca from Steve Saka. Oh, that does little, rhyme. It's like a little nursery rhyme. Um, I've actually and I hope Greg doesn't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> I've had three of these. Since we opened, like, like from, from the review box to now, yeah. these are so goddamn good. You were funny. You're like, let's uh, do all the reviews like right now, yeah. so we can uh, enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> and this is. This is this is, one of his better ones? You'd say. I def, I think this is up there with Sincompromiso. I know he put out. You know, so basically, it's the it should be the uh, similar blend to the original Micarita. Okay. Um, a higher priming wrapper, meaning. Like a, I don't want to say higher quality, but kind of higher quality. Yeah. Um, but I think that might be where the difference lies because if you put this next to a regular Mikarita, the regular Mikarita is a lot darker, and also it's it smokes like darker. It smokes like richer. And what color is the band on the, the on the Mikarita? It's blue. It's so it's blue. the same, same then, exact thing. Because you were talking about that that the band yeah. is mis the not band uh, is, misconstruing, but like the band were, is a little misleading in that yeah. you think this is going to be some kind of like like oh firecracker with the red thing. It's going to be like some kind of pepper bomb, and it's not. I think it's a little fuller in body and strength than the original, but in terms of like that heavy richness and the heavy smokiness I get from the original, I don't get that here, and I think it's because of the higher priming in this number one Corona broadleaf wrapper that he added. I think it's just a little smoother, but I think you get that heavier body and, and strength yeah. from he added an, an, an extra layer, I think, uh, Dominican Lajero tobaccos in now, there. Now, I'm just going to ask a bunch of stupid questions throughout the episode. Fire, um, fire away. The Southern Draw, like... like do bands usually represent the the smoke? They don't I guess. have to. Okay. You know they don't have to. All right, because I've seen some really like cool bands and just some like you you try to. It's like um you know, you don't make an awesome looking car and then put a garbage engine in it. Okay. Nor do you make a totally ugly versa, car yeah. and then put something off. So you try to put the bit, ba- but you know there are sneaky ones. I mean, there's a lot of like Tatawahi. He doesn't. He didn't ever want to put bands on any of his cigars. You Somebody can kind of tell him. because I feel like the bands They're are very so thin. small yeah, he, he and thin, care. and he doesn't yeah, care. He doesn't care at all. But some people like have the, like there's his, double bands here. I really the one, like. The I love one, the look of yeah, his cigars. The one that he did, the the pork tenderloin. It came in butcher paper. <laughs> it came like wrapped up like you would go that's to the butcher in, and get okay. steaks. That's interesting. And they all came with. There's some of. I think I have one left. They are some of the rarest and most sought after cigars ever. When did you buy that? Um, I bought that. I, it was a second run rendition. He was doing a uh, uh, a bus tour. Mm-hmm. I think it was called the like Oh Fuck We're Lost tour. They, like they had like T-shirts, and they would go. It was like you know him and like you know Pete Johnson and a bunch of the guys, and it yeah. was like a like a tour bus, and they would go to different stores and they would have these events in the store and then they would move on to the next one and then they would just do it for like you know a month at a time then you know rest and then do another month and they're so rare and limited like you you had to buy i think of the original like you had to buy 300 hours worth of tattoo like other tatuaje boxes to even buy the pork tenderloin 
and the pork tenderloins on its on their own were three hundred bucks. So it was like. Not only did you have to go find but, one of these events, but you had to pay a lot yeah. just to get them. That now, is day, it, he just like kind of let it. He's like, ah, like we have no coaches, other thing. Like just, you just want to sell these. So a buddy of mine who I know from like a cigar forum, it's like, oh, I'm coming in, I'm buying a box of pork tenderloins. I'm like, can I give you like sixty bucks for five? He's like, yeah. And I have one left. That was like three, three, wow. four years ago. Wow. Yeah, three hundred. Wait, it's so three hundred dollars for one box? You're saying? Well, one pack. One pack. One like wow. yeah. I mean, it was technically a box. It was, it was twenty of them. But that's still a lot, right? Or no? Like, yeah, I, mean, I it depends. You know, the pricing on some of this stuff. Three hundred on a box of Davidoff is cheap. Yeah, yeah. That depends, I guess, on you the know, brand. Yeah, one hundred percent depends on the brand. But people drop drop money like like it's three hundred is three hundred is if you have a box of twenty, three hundred is is up there. Yes, yeah. you're you're looking at what fifteen dollars a cigar. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean. Tentatively, like I said, depending. Would I would seven dollars like is seven dollars average a cigar, or is that too much? Now, in terms, I mean, there's no real average because it really looks at like what are you looking at? Okay. Um, first of all, let's light these up and then we can get. Yeah. On. I like this conversation. Sorry, but let's yeah. light this up because I'm, I'm, I'm antsy here. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm dying to try this. So, um, yeah, this is gonna be my third one in like two days of these. John, yeah, John I have really. I my one of my first experiences with um, the manufacturer was David Lafferty. And oh, Dave's. A, we had lunch with him, and he's a good Steve was pretty cool. Yeah, they all seem like just really. Dave's like, like he's actually like my my industry guru. Like if I have like you know career like questions his episode, for him, you guys like, should go listen after this episode. Go listen to that one because <laughs> uh, you guys were just chatting and just. He's also been it. a part of you know he was he was a part of Drew Estate from back in like the the early J- Jonathan Drew days when like, it was it was like the Wild West with all these young kids with tattoos running around. Stayed with them. He was there for a while when they got when they had the corporate buyout, and then people with suits started coming in. Worked for Nat Sherman for about a year and helped helped out so Nat Sherman a lot. And now he's with Steve. So he has a really cool industry perspective. And Dave is just about the nicest guy you will meet in this industry. And one of the best events guys ever. I'm going to confess something to the audience and you. I always get nervous smoking around. Um, Guys who've been in the industry for a minute. Why? If I cut it wrong, if I you light you it did. wrong. I did cut it wrong, I know. You, get, you just got a little a little deep. That's okay. But also, don't worry about the... Just just keep puffing on it. That's, with that kind of tapered end, it's going to open up for you. All so right. just, just it's going to be a little tough now, but it's going to open up. How is the actual draw from the end? Good. Okay, yeah. So don't worry about it like not burning a lot lately. It's going to open up. All right. Oh, that's good cream soda. Don't inhale it. I'm not. I'm just. I don't know what I am, and I'm <laughs> enjoying it. I could definitely tell. I remember when Greg had one of these. He was. I think he almost passed out. <laughs> he was definitely loopy when he smoked it. He was definitely loopy. passed out. But no. Um, so what, why do you get nervous? Uh, it's more just like when you're around people who've been doing it for so long, you just don't want to like. It's like trying to drive next to like. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt Earnhardt Jr. just trying to talk like movies with like or Scorsese. Like you just don't want to sound stupid or look stupid. That that's that's how, that's my perception. That's why I've, I'm when you were around like talking to these guys, I just kind of sit and try and listen. I know Greg does the same thing, but so I think I think it's good. You know, if 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 you know I'm interviewing somebody and we're having like a a back and forth about the industry, yeah. But if you're just like if we're just sitting like at the bar one day or at an event, we're going to cigar with somebody, ask them questions. Yeah, particularly guys who are like. Just super like tobacco savants, like a Nick Melillo or yeah. a Steve Saka, um, like or a, or a, or if you want to know more about like indi- like the industry as a whole, like a guy like John Hoover is, and John Hoover's the nicest guy too. He's probably he's definitely like one of the nicest manufacturers I ever met. Yeah, he he. Um, I've interviewed or interviewed. I've edited a lot of interviews with him, like through IPCPR, about a few of them that you got from him. He just and then all the like notes he gives you with like certain when he gives us he blesses us with these hats. It's really yeah. nice. And dude, and he his, just seems very like warm and and open to. And they don't make a bad cigar. They make ones I would prefer not to, like like they're just not my 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 jam. Yeah. But if 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 I was like just at a party and someone they handed me any crown heads, I would definitely smoke it. I've sent a few extra crown heads to my stepdad because he's the one who introduced me to cigars and um. He's like, I never heard of this company before. He's like, their cigars are amazing. Like, where did, that, I, where did I miss out? We're, we're spreading the love. We're spreading the crown yeah. heads love. Yeah, where did I miss out? You know, he's my stepdad's a little bit older, but like, he's he was always 
I only ever saw him smoke Monte Cristos. In terms, so I don't know of, if it's a generational thing or whatever. It, it definitely is. But in terms of like regular releases, I know it's technically a limited because it's like supposed to be a state only. But in terms of like things you can probably readily get, I think the Tennessee Waltz is one of the best cigars out there. Yeah, I think it's it's re- it really is. Why? Um, it's it's just one of my favorites. How how it burns, construction every time has been phenomenal. The flavor hasn't changed. And with something that limited, like you know, and and I've smoked them over such like a like a range of times. Like I'll smoke one in December, and like the next one out of the same box, and like the consistency is, is there. They're just well made because you know John doesn't have his own factory or his own fields, but he knows a good cigar, so he'll go to these places and he'll know like no, this is like this got to be like this. Well, most of them are made in my father, right? The my father. Some factory? of them are. So Not he, most. He, yeah, like Jericho uh, Hill. Actually, I saw. most of them are um, EP Cadillo. I would say most four kicks is EP Cadillo. J.D. Howard is E.P. Cadillo. Um, the, I think the Suarez is E.P. Cadillo. Or the Juarez, I'm sorry. The Juarez is E.P. Cadillo. Um, I think the CHC Reserve is E.P. Cadillo. The Tennessee Waltz is my father. The, te- the Yellow Rose is my father. The La Coalition is Drew Estate. And the... I'm saving that for a rainy day. <laughs> the one you want to call it is Drew Estate. The Buckeye Land is okay. Drew Estate. You seem to know his catalog pretty well. <laughs> I mean, he sends me enough stuff. Yeah. That I, that I smoke regularly. I also wouldn't be, like, if, if he was just sending me stuff to, like, you know, go oh, put this on your website, but put this on your Instagram. But I have to like the cigars in order to do that. Yeah. And I, I love the, I love that. that there's, and that's probably the company that I would, I would say, like, really appeal. Like, you know, every year there's, like, a, a new company I kind of, like, come across. Like, two years ago was, like, Foundation. Like, and, and I, I stick with them, but, like, I, like oh, this, this year is the year of Foundation. Mm-hmm. The year to that, it was Steve Saka. Like last year, it was like all Saka stuff. Yeah. And then this past year, it's been Crown Heads. Not, like, you, not that I never smoked their stuff before, but I like really went through their catalog, tried several of like di- like different sizes of different blends to really see how they do it. Like I spend like, like a year on companies. So like I, I what do you think that. you're gonna be? What do you think company you're gonna focus on the next year? Or does it just kind of like I gotta come at like like you smoke a few and you're like, oh wow, I'm really liking this, and now you're just gravitate. Towards that more. Honestly, this or? might sound like a surprise, but either Southern Draw or Protocol. Okay. Protocol's got some really big hitters. They're really, really good. I've never heard of Protocol before. Really? Unfortunately, no. They're they're not newer. They're new to us, and they're just because they're you know they're a smaller company, so it's hard to keep consistent supply. But they're very popular. It's run by I think I think they're both from New Jersey. I think they're uh, retired either cops or. Um, What's like when you worked in a prison, like the oh, not a warden, but like a no, prison guard. Yeah, but like there was a, there's a name for it, like yeah, ward. No, nah, not a warden. But yeah, well, like they were. I think they were that. Okay. Um, Juan Cancel, who I, I've seen Juan at events going back years. Like I always recognize Juan's face. Super nice guys. They've been around for a while. Yeah, they 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 were just like they were like just big cigar smokers. And yeah, like they were, and then they they made protocols like a police themed one. Um, and then this year they had the uh, the Sir Robert Peel. Robert, he was he, I think he was like the commissioner of the NYPD or something like that. Um, and they're all made by Espinosa, um, but they're really good. Uh, that and that might be, that might be the one only like. I don't know if they have enough for me to like spend a year to like get into like their, yeah, do the whole thing. Southern Draw I think does now. Between the, the, the they have a few different iterations of the Rosa Sharon, they have a few different iterations of the Jacob's Ladder. Nice. You know they have the Cedrus. Do all do all of them like like. Does he know these? Does he know guys from Southern Draw really well, or like? Is I mean, it, it, it's random. So, I know Holt is close with like Steve Saka and um, uh, Skip Martin and Mike Rosales from Romacraft. Like I know they kind of hang out. Obviously Caldwell, AJ, yeah. and Matt Booth are friends. Um, Pete Johnson and John Huber are friends, even though they look identical. <laughs> um, so it's just a matter of like. It just seems like an know. awesome world. Like I never knew about. We were talking about I mean, there's, that yesterday. There's stuff. There's like rivalries, and there's people who don't like each oh, other, sure. and it's known. That's isn't that in every industry? I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like that's that's just no matter where you come across. But it it just seems very uh, like rock starish. I don't know. Like all these guys just seem like like rock stars. I mean, in, they in are. My opinion, like but it's the ones who don't think that they're rock stars. Yeah. Like John Hoover does not think he's a rock star. But he is, yeah. Because you you stay humble too. Like it's humble. Yeah, I'm not a humble. I'm not a rock star by any means. But like, I, there's like fans and everything, people who know me. But like, I don't think I'm some I'm some shit, true <laughs> like at all. But but also, if you think you're good at something, I don't think there's there's nothing wrong with being like. I think there's a difference between thinking you're good at something and then like everybody loves me. To think you're a true. rock star, you think that everybody loves you. 
True. Because there's amazing musicians who nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all backup musicians or yeah. studio musicians or something like that. And yeah, those guys on some are of your crazy. favorite albums. Yeah. yeah. Like those, like the saxophone, like uh, Clarence Clemens. I mean, I guess yeah. Springsteen fans really know him. But like other than that, he's not like one of the world's most famous artists, but he's been yeah. on some of the most popular songs. He's one of the best saxophone players of all time. Yeah. You know? I'm going to be your typical Jersey guy right now. I... I don't. I wouldn't say I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan, but I love the fact that he is from like Asbury Park, and he still like plays at the Stone Pony, and yeah. he's still very like true to his roots. And a lot of people who are from Jersey who are big seem to be that way. It's because we get shit on so much. Oh my it's god! Like, oh, you well, know what? Well, I made it big, so like f you. Yeah, like yeah. Bon Jovi. But, yeah. You know, like Joe Pesci like he, and those guys. I feel like Bon Jovi always claims like Philly. Always, because he's I from South like. Jersey. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. And also, I don't know. I'd I'd, I'd rather claim Springsteen than I agree than uh, than Bon Jovi. Dude, this is uh, this is really good. It's gonna take you a while to smoke. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that at all. <laughs> um, You're right. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm uh, like my first pull from this was really like nothing I've ever had before. And is that because is that the is that where the triple the arrow kicks in or well not I mean really? it, could be, it could be a variety of things it could even be the, the size and shape you've never, probably never had a shape like that before either. I haven't torpedo correct or no uh, that's what we're just gonna call that a perf- like a double perfecto because okay. it was tapered at both ends so like it had two things going on like a perfecto perfecto yeah there's a lot of names dude there's figurado <laughs> there's perfecto there's <laughs> bellicoso, right over my bellicoso head. torpedo and pyramid like to the naked eye like look the same but like there are differences. So there's a lot. You know, the, You've had one of these already before. Yes. Um, not at IPC Pro, right? Like when you no, came I back? saved it and I had. It. I, okay. I did a review on it, but then I had it separately after that, where I got to just sit down and enjoy it. I, at home or outside yeah. of work? Yeah. Yeah, outside of work. Because you make a, you made a good point a few weeks ago. You're like, all these new cigars I try is for reviews, and it's not like you get to sit and enjoy. This is actually now that I think about it, this is my fourth one of these this week because I smoked my IPC PR one on Saturday. Oh, uh, did you? <laughs> I think that's why I wanted to do the review. Like, oh, I need I need more. Yeah, man, uh, that's like uh, what the San Compromiso for Greg. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's anything that Greg. Yeah, it's the San Compromiso. It's the H up and one seventy fifth. Yeah. it's like whatever <laughs> whatever is in his jive that week. Yeah, yeah. Did you you like the one seventy fifth, right? Actually, what no, was really good about it? I think it? I like it better than I liked the um, the Cinquenta, and that's saying something because the Cinquenta wow. was a hitter. Um, it was it was sweet. It was rich, but like it, it was rich, but like not from a. It was like different than like a broad. It was like beef beefy. And meaty, but also like sweet. I don't know. It's it was it was the most unique and definitely the best H. Upman, like outside of Cuba, ever created. And that's saying like I, the Hispaniola is a great smoke if yeah. you like something spicy. For just a nice, well balanced medium body, the H. Upman by AJ is very very good. The Hispaniola looks really good. Hispaniola is. I just did and a review it, it's on a, that, it's, and it looked it's, really it's good. Spicy though. It's got a yeah. little, it's got a little kick to it. Um, but just in terms of a high class, like that H. Upman one seventy fifth is in. Like some Davidoff and Padron territory in terms of how good it was. Yeah, and that's saying something, you know, wow. for, for an H Upman. That's I mean, Monte Cristo is easily already in that category. Some of the Romeos are, but for an H Upman to be, because you know, and I've talked about this before, but like the some of the H Upmans, like this, the H Upman original or like the eighteen forty four, they're okay. <laughs> so they've stepped up their game more. You're saying? Recently. Yeah. Oh, definitely they stepped up their game, and I've talked about that when we had Travis from Altadas on here. I'm yeah. like, you guys are doing much better. What, um, did he never, say I never what had it a problem with like Monte Cristos. Like Monte Cristos and Romeos were always solid smokes, but for just such a long time, especially when I first got in the industry, it was just like the same thing they would do over and over. What was the first and, cigar you ever smoked? La Gloria Cubana Series R Maduro, very strong. I was who recommended it for you, or did you buddy just, just gave it to me? I was while you were in the store. No, or? I wasn't even. I didn't even work here yet. Oh wow! Okay, here. all right. Um, did you like? So you started working here almost 10 years ago on that side. Did yeah. you like cigars beforehand? Or yeah. were you just like like every teenager, like, no, I need a job? I, no, I liked, I liked, no, that's how Anthony got his job, though. Anthony right. just needed a job. Yeah. Um, I, no, I, I liked cigars. I used to come here when I was a kid with my dad. I would sit, they used to have, instead of having the, um, instead of having the lounge out there, they had like a men's shop with like jeans and candy and chips yeah, you and say T-shirts that, yeah. and like toys. And it was basically, and then they had a little perfume area. It was basically so like wives and kids could like, while the men went to the cigar shop to buy their stuff, the women can go here with their and kids and go shopping. look at this and yeah. do that. 
So I used to sit in there with my dad go get cigars, and I always loved the smell and the aroma and just the, the, the tradition of it. Yeah. So when I was old enough, I started smoking them, and I was not well-versed at all when I started. I didn't, I didn't come in. I, I came in, like, knowing literally bullshit. But I learned quick. quick. Well, yeah, because you wanted to, right? Not even just because like I wanted to know what the product. I just wanted to be a good employee. To, yeah, that's a big thing. Know? Like, And you want to know what you want to talk about like you know right. so much ab- ab- about it it's it's crazy everyone says like g- like greg's always telling me like if you need to have any questions you've come to me and be like just let's talk about it and you have an answer for almost every <laughs> everything because there is an answer for almost everything even if that answer is i don't know yeah or i'm not sure yeah or i don't know why they did that but there's always an answer for any for everything you know there, there's always a reason behind something and i don't like i don't like saying i don't know i like to say like i don't know but like maybe it's because of this or that but when I don't know, it, it, it pisses me off when I don't know something. So I, but I'll go research it, and like an hour later, I'll come to you with like four pages. Like, this is yeah. why. This is why they did it. Oh, man. I remember something we were thinking, like, why? Something like, why was it called Macanudo? Or something? Like, me and Greg had some, like, thing we couldn't remember, like, think of the other day. Like, why was something was called a certain thing? Or, or it wasn't what, the uh, No, what would the, what, it was initials for something. What, do, you remember, do you remember? We talked about it on the podcast, too. I don't remember. The, oh, I thought you guys was, were talking oh, about no, the M. Bourbon. No, it was no. something. Hold on. Um, it was the different letters for Oliva. Why there's the V series, the O series. Why it was like that. And then we. I actually asked Corey, who's I think the CEO, the VP of of Oliva. Now he got promoted. Awesome guy, Corey. You interviewed him, right? Yeah. Yep. And then he explained it's like, oh, it's just like a designation of like I think strength level, or like the order that they came out with. I don't oh, remember nice. exactly. There was there was a reason behind yeah. it. Yeah. But I remember just it pissing me off. Like, why is it called this? <laughs> and you just don't know why. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I got a fantasy thing on my phone. Let's see what it says. Uh oh. Matthew Berry's love hate. The fantasy football expert gives his weekly advice to help set your lineup for week four. Yeah, well, I've been listening to you guys Do about Stefan Diggs that? for for four goddamn weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with him, man. It's not him. They're just not throwing to him. But they're not really throwing. To, let me let me see you. Yeah, let me but see Kirk you. Cousins is. Let me he's see just you. Kirk well, Cousins. I don't know. No, but it's um. I thought he was overrated when he was in Washington. What's your team name again? Hooked on a Thielen? Uh, hooked on a Thielen. I can't see his last three weeks. Who? Thielen. I can only see, because I guess he's not my player. Mm, you should be able to click on him. I did, but it doesn't, sh- like, usually down it, here it has his last uh, three weeks. Well, you'd have to probably go, like, to matchups and then go, like, week one and look at, like, my numbers, like, right. week to week. That might take some time, but. Well, no, because I want to um, see, because. Because he's clear number one, Thielen. Well, the thing is, is that he's not. Um, he got thirteen week one. He's the the whole offensive strategy for Minnesota is different now. Like they're they're and it's like it's apparently yeah, they run it's, more. They yeah. run all, They're uh, run first more. Did you and, even? Oh, you're over here. Because Thielen got a rushing touchdown last week. He got twelve the next week. Yeah. And then he got like thirteen. Yeah, but the, but the problem is like I, I those with those numbers I'd be fine, but Diggs is getting like he got four points, nine points, five points. I wouldn't be surprised if he was somewhere else next year if they if that's the kind of. But dude, I, that's running. that's how stupid. Like what? But like when you have, and you're paying for, and he's young, you're paying for two young, amazing wide receivers, and you have a quarterback who can throw. Why are you running this this? I'm not a football expert like that, like like I am with basketball, but it feels like it's just a pass-first offense now, like a, a league now, and running backs who can catch out of the backfield. Like, utilize all of that. But Stefan Diggs had some great moments. I don't know, remember a few years Dude, ago he, he had, like, a game-winning, like, catch against the Saints. He was a top-20 receiver in fantasy this year, and he has probably been – He's definitely been the worst player on my team. That's been that's been, that's been active. Yeah, he's been. But you said you're benching him this week, right? I did. Smart. Move. I think it's a smart move. I mean, yeah, and because if he's only going to give you five points, another receiver is going. going I should have been if I if I had benched him week. I mean, I ended up winning week one. You remember, like by point one. But if I had listened, I remember that week. I I think you and Greg both said you should bench him and put in Larry Fitzgerald. And I didn't listen, and Larry Fitzgerald got like twenty eight points, and Stephon Diggs got four. Yeah, Greg listens to a podcast to help him out. So I, he knows what he's talking about more. So I just follow. I go on Fantasy Pros and just. I mean, I click the little advice things, but sometimes like, you know, when it's week three and they're like, "Oh, you know, he didn't really get a lot of touches last week, but he's still a, a hardcore like wide receiver one slot." And I'm like, "Well, this is now week four, and the guy has a total of ten points. Why <laughs> you keep telling me to put him in as my wide receiver one?" Yeah, that that's something you have to go with your gut, and every week something's going to happen. It's it's. Uh, and I, I've said this to you guys before, 
and I know it probably has no bearing on like in their real life, but like a little bit, you think, like you don't think the players think about fantasy football? Like a little, like oh come on, I got like I, people who like drafted me, like I got to do a good like. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think some players actually play fantasy football, so I would be like, you know, like they they don't the these guys don't care if like players are like you gave me five points. Wait, it's got to be illegal. Really, you think so? They're not betting or anything. It's probably not for money. They probably do personal stuff that we don't know about, but like fantasy, you could think about it, dude. If you're, you could do fantasy for free. If you're you're playing, I know, but if you're playing on a defense and you have Sequan Barkley on your team, you're playing the Giants. Like, why would you even do that to yourself if you're not gonna like? Look, y'all, I'm just gonna let them get. You know, it's like playing with. It's like players playing with themselves or as themselves in Madden. Like that's different because yeah. nothing you do has an outcome of, of like has like real world implications if you're just playing as yourself in Madden. <laughs> yeah. But if you draft someone else on your team and you're playing against him and it's like, ah, uh, you know, I don't think unless they had some ridiculous league where it was like ten million dollars, you know, like a, like a million dollar buy in. I can't really see him doing that. But the fact that there's a possibility. Yeah. You know, I had a question for you last week. Yeah. The difference between lighting it with a lighter and lighting it with cedar. Oh, it just looks cooler. Uh, there's it, no, it, like, it, it you don't adds, get a different taste? It adds a touch of a cedar, nice cedar wood okay. taste and, and aroma to it. But it's nothing I might wait a, a few years to try that trick out because I want to burn it. It, 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 would, it. Take, well, honestly, <laughs> it would take you a few years to even be able to notice a difference. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it did for me. Yeah. Man, I'm really liking this. Should do a little retro hail. Tell me how to, please. Okay. It's it's weird to explain. Okay. So you know how you would do it like if you were like doing a cigarette or something where you like basically inhale it into your lungs and just like breathe out through your nose? It's not that. It's like you pull it into your mouth and then kinda like sneak it up into your nose and have it like you don't you don't I'll show you. I'll try to show you. Like okay. see how that's yeah, like a little you didn't bit. Inhale at all. Yeah, just like a little bit. And that, that helps out with like maybe identifying really, some... It, it opens up um, the flavor profile a little bit. The, the nuances. So when you see, if you were looking at a cigar review and you see like those little detailed things, like how did you taste like like a touch of whatever? A hint of spice. A hint yeah, like, of like, pepper, like a hint of... Or le- hint of whatever. You know, yeah. and you're smoking like, I don't taste that at all. You do... I've, I've noticed that my review of a cigar lines up a lot better with more... Professional, I'll call them reviews. Yeah. For the past couple of years since I've started retrohaling. Like, I'm like, all right, I totally see. Like, sometimes I was smoking, like, I don't taste that at all. What the hell are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Then I retrohale, I'm like, okay, we're on the same. We're on the same How do cigars now. get like a hint of fruit? The, it, Dried fruit? Yeah. That? When you're that, like, like dark cherry notes. Okay. Dark apple. Absolutely. The Loranja has like a citrusy, like an like a orange and lemon citrusy note. Yeah, because it's always in- interested me. Like, if it tastes like fruit, but it's not like infused, I guess. Like, it's, or is it? How about when you drink a wine and it says like, like you know, dry cherry or, or dry apple notes, but it's like it's a grape, you know? Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna start retrohaling or trying to retrohale. Did you get it? Yeah. Now take a now take like a regular puff. Yeah, retrohaling is definitely the way, <laughs> the way to go. Retrohaling the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the way to go. This is so... John Hoover's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> so I saw a comment on YouTube. You saw a comment a on co- YouTube? A comment on YouTube. Oh, thought- Not common. Um, about good actor, by the way. He was in John really Wick Really good actor. Um, oh, John Wick 2, I'm sorry. How I could have rated Macanudo higher than uh, Arturo Fuente. And I just want to let the audience know that um, I don't know how to rate things in life. <laughs> you um, must yourselves. Yeah. No, not that. Um, just know no, that I'm a newbie. That. It, just it, know that I'm a newbie, and and I didn't give Arturo no, no, Fuente no, no, the no, proper. No, 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 no. Don't, because don't the Mac, the Noodle Black, uh, Inspirado Black was good, but you gave me a, another Arturo Fuente, which I'm going to um, and probably try to have it this weekend because I want to give it a second chance. There's nothing wrong with liking a Macanudo more than a Fuente. Like I might tease you, but like Macanudo makes serious high end cigars. Yeah. So don't ever I think, try the bourbon. Yeah. Don't ever think that like if it was like a machine made like a low end machine made not even like a like a like a Royal Agio machine made if you were saying like some like low end like just paper machine made was better than a Fuente then I'd be like all right then you just don't like cigars right, yeah 
But there's nothing wrong with a Macanudo. Like a Macanudo, you like a Macanudo better than a Fuente. It's not. It's it's a very good cigar. It's one of the best. The Macanudo Hyde Park Cafe is one of the best selling cigars in the country. There's nothing wrong with liking that cigar. Yeah, but it was it was just funny that the guy's like, "Come on, come on, secret." But I don't know. To each his own. I feel like. Well, we, a, a lot of cigar smokers. I mean, I feel like I feel like Fuente is a little different now, especially after um, Carlos died. I don't know. It's just like a different vibe I get from them. They're a little more hoity-toity now. Like, I mean, Carlito still like I went up to him. He's a nice guy. Um, his sister is great. You know, the, like the guys who work for him, Carl. Like, they're they're great people. Yeah. But they just got much more into like the Davidoff level than like before. You know, we, when you what we, do you mean by that? Like, like for... Davidoff just very like fancy, and they're and they okay. they did a special opus this year with like some men's tailoring Italian suit company, and it's like. The, the, even the half of the article said, if you have to ask the price of these special edition opus, you can't afford them. It's like, that's not what Fuente used to like yeah. be to me. Fuente used to be like a high-scale cigar, but like at great prices, and then you had the super-secret opus as like a special treat. Now it's like that's all they care about is opus. Just opus this, and like we're only making 10 of them, and they're $1,000 each, and you're never going to find them. But like here's, here, that's all we're going to talk about at the, at the trade show. Why do, why do companies do that? I don't know why they do it. I mean... Uh, Carlito, who's the current guy in charge, like I said, very nice guy. I talked to him several times. Um, he created Opus. Like Opus was okay. his baby. But then that's just all it's been. Like, what happened to the Don Carlos and the Hemingway lines and the and the eight five eights? Like, the cigars that made you all the money so you can go and do this three hundred dollar cufflinks and and crazy lighters and ashtrays and and a ten thousand dollars humidor and the, they did the watch they did a watch with Hublot they did like a, like a fifteen thousand dollar watch wow. like Opus watch do, do you does that happen a lot in the cigar industry like you start off doing making cigars and then you branch out to accessories like is that a, <laughs> they don't they don't really make the accessories themselves okay like, like uh, Prometheus the Prometheus company makes it All makes right. it for them um not nah, like like Drew Estate got big dude Drew Estate was like two guys in a van with like some infused cigars called yeah. Acid yeah. in the nineties. Like was it Fabian and who else? No, it wasn't Fabian. It was, oh, John, wasn't it was Jonathan Drew and Marvin. Okay. Um, I don't know who else was there. Maybe maybe Joey was there back in the day. Uh, and they were just like these crazy college kids, dude. And they're literally an empire now. Yeah. Crusade is an empire. That, um, that barn smoke we went to, that was kind of unreal. Yeah, it was crazy. It in, was in, the middle, in the middle of Connecticut. In the middle of Connecticut, we both were like, wait, is this the road? And then it just opens up to a nice field and... Huge tent, huge tent with a lot of merch. There's tobacco special tent with coffee, and it was really cool. It was because, like, I'm just like I said, I'm super new to this industry and this world. You know, I'm used to going to other like film events, and it's the same way each time you see kind of the same people. Um, but it was just like really interesting, and obviously, everyone is there for one reason, and it's because they love cigars, yeah. And jurisdiction, though, they like you know, they have the ashtrays, a bunch of cutters, and everything. But they're never like crazy, you know. Drew says I gotta go out and make like some five hundred dollar like ridiculous stupid thing, you know? Like, I, like I, oh, this this Liga Bravada lighter is a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, they're not gonna do that. I I, I didn't re- like when we first got there. I met Jonathan Drew briefly, and you're like, Greg hasn't even met him. Like what? You know, like yeah, that's awesome. And I didn't quite grasp like how big this guy was because we were about until to interview we, until him. Until we had to wait 45 we're, minutes. Yeah, we were about to interview him and literally everyone coming up, he's like, sorry, sorry. But like he like he has that total New York vibe, the accent, the style. Dude, he's, a, and just I love a, it. he's a dude from Brooklyn. Yeah, I love it though. I love it because if you've ever lived anywhere different in, in part of the country, like New York, New Jersey like has its own like style. Vibe. Yeah, and yeah. like that's something like I always tell people like, if I ever move anywhere, I might. But like, I just see myself always being here, and that's not a bad thing. I just I love it here. Austin, Texas. I can move to Austin, Texas. Could you? Oh yeah, they have really good food. I hear it's a massive city. It is, but it's getting like not. Have you good. ever been? Yeah, I've been several times. Uh, I've never. I have, I've, I have family. I've never been to Texas. I have family so. in, in Austin. Okay. Have you been to Dallas? Yeah, I actually set up uh, one of the Costa de Monte Cristo stores there when they uh, when they built it. You told me about that. That's the first and only time that? I ever had In and Out Burger. In Dallas? Yeah. That's as far west as they go. Or far, I'm sorry, as far east as they go is Dallas. Wow. Impressed I mean, it or not impressed. <laughs> very, very, it was very, very good, but I know why they call it in and out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Went right through you. Like a torpedo. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were saying because when I went there, I literally 
ordered my food. It was ready, right? Like they have like 50 employees working there. I, mean, I don't know how like, somebody else picked it up for us because we were like working late in the yeah. know, setting up the store, and then they just come in like these bags. Um, but 10 minutes later, it was out. When <laughs> I went to California two years ago, that's something I had to do. I had to go. Yeah, Dane wanted to do it one time. We were coming back from Vegas, but like the one in Vegas, the line was like out the door. Yeah. And our flight was in like an hour. I'm like, well, I'm not standing here for no. Like we're going home. I'm like that and too. And also, like, I'm like, you want to eat that then get on a five hour flight? Yeah, that's like, not what good. The, what that's, that? yeah, you're that'll be a no for me, dog. I don't. I don't <laughs> eat. I try to take super early flights because I don't eat before a flight. So it sucks when like my Smart. flight's at like three o'clock. I'm like, all right, well, I just can't eat today then. Oh, you don't eat at all. I won't eat before a flight. No. Not even breakfast. Like at nine. Nope. Interesting. At most, if I'm taking like a Xanax for the plane, I'll have like a banana, and that's it. But I will. You yeah, don't I like don't, flying. I'm. Assuming. I hate flying. I absolutely hate flying. I I love it. I hate the process of it though. That's that that's what makes it worse. Yeah. I hate flying in general, but if the process was like I can just drive up to the plane and like here, just give me your bag and get right on, it would yeah. be probably thirty five percent better. But it's the miserable thing of everything else that you have to do, plus oh yeah. And the the main thing that I'm waiting in line to go do yeah. is something I also very much hate. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I it still that baffles me, like when my parents are like, you know, you Back in the day, you could walk right up to the gate. Oh yeah, I'm like really. <laughs> that, now, was back when they, you, that was back when, like, the, like in those old movies, we could just like walk up to like, I need one ticket to Alabama. Yeah, like, they, just, they just gave you and one. They have one, and then for you're like, right there. Like, it's like ten bucks, man. Just get on the plane. And but, they they just didn't care. But um, those are the good old days. Yeah, right. When you could just do it, but at certain points, like you can be like TSA approved and whatnot. But that's if you yeah. fly all the time. I mean, it's it's actually for I I should have if I got it two years ago it would have been worth it because I've flown enough yeah. in the two years it's only like a hundred bucks. Um, but also my, my I used to fly a lot more back then. I don't really yeah. fly, I only fly maybe once or twice a year now. Yeah. I'll tell you what I should get if I ever fly out of the country again. It's like the TSA pre-approved, but for going through customs because when I came back from Nicaragua both times the customs in Miami is the worst. It's the worst thing I've ever seen being run by people. Why? It just was bad. We were in line for an hour and a half to get up to the front to be told we have to go to another line. And I, I understand. Stuff like I, they that, have, a, they this, have a tough job to do. It's Miami, so you have a lot of people coming in from South American countries. Yeah. And, you know, the stuff like that piss you off? Oh, like I'm absolutely. very like particular with certain like certain things like that. Like I like I agree with you. I will not wait an hour for In and Out Burger. Like it's not that important to me. I'm easy but with like a waiter if he like brings me the wrong mustard or like hey uh, I mean, actually I, I understand I three that. or four times for a Pepsi. But, like you know I'm, oh yeah. my, my mom will get mad at that shit. I'm like no it's like fine. Yeah. But if I waited in line an hour and a half, I get to you like oh no you actually you got to go into this domestic line. I'd be like whatever no. they can do in that line. You you have the capability to do here. Yeah, that's why. And I, no one told us that you, there's no signs out there. So and I, that's what I told the guy. And I, I almost got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I, I'm not getting back in another line. I hate the DMV for that reason. But the DMV is not like, you <laughs> got to remember, if you, like, or I can just leave and come back tomorrow and do the same thing. But like, I'm at the airport, I have another flight. Like, I have yeah. to go, I have to get home. Yeah, that's, yeah. And you're that's preventing different. me from doing that yeah. because of why. And they all have bad attitudes. Like, I hate, I hate, I hate people. Dude, honestly, it's government employees. That's a good, uh, good point. Speaking of your film festival, you go won a little award. There, yeah, you? yes, I appreciate the Chris shout out, man. One, um, he he directed and starred and produced, and was craft services for his own short film yes. called uh, "Little Did She Know." Thank you. And he presented it at the Westfield. And Westfield is next week. Yeah, what's uh, this, the, uh, this, this past week was uh, Grove Street Film Grove Film Festival in Jersey City. The Grove Film Festival. In it's Jersey a small. City. Um, it was a smaller festival compared to others, but it's still. Well, a, it's, it's not like it's not like the Venetian. No, yeah. and then but it's also really inexpensive to get into, yeah. and it's run by a guy who's really well known in the local Jersey um, community, uh, Larry Rosen. And yeah, it was really fun time. I've been to that bar f- uh, a handful of times. It's in a bar, and then like the separate room is where they screen screen the films. So is it like a festival? So festival? I, like, is there other other things going on? Like, I imagine at like, um not not this one, but like at Westfield, like there's like a, a Friday night, there's like a gala. So that would yeah. be pretty cool. Give me what a chance are, to dress yeah. up. <laughs> what are the big film festivals? Like the big big ones? Toronto International Film Festival, South by Southwest in Austin. South by Southwest is music movies. Yeah. That's a two week festival. But like, but what's the? I'm talking about like the. Uh, what's the big big one? Um, that had all in the, Paris has all the French names. Like oh, it yeah. won the Pierre de Resistance like award. Like what's it? Come on. 
the Golden Lion. Like the, no, what is it? No, no, you're putting me on the spot. Shit, it con. is. It is. In, yeah, cons. Con. Yeah, cons. But are those like? I, I, I know those not festivals. There's not rides and everything. But I'm picturing like some booze and some things going on. Not just like everyone going to this theater to watch a movie here. No, going to this theater I, to watch so a movie all here. I've ever um, experienced was just what you ex- like. In this theater, in theater one, they're playing this block, and this theater they're playing that block. Then there's after parties, but I'm sure at like festivals where like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Tribeca. screens, yeah. Tribeca, like that's De Niro's festival. I feel like that they have a lot more networking slash parties because it's seven eight days right. and it's like like Tribeca is like See, been around forever. If you wore a guinea tee and a chain and slapped somebody in your, you could have entered into Tribeca. Yep. <laughs> I got all the qualities of an Italian. I just needed the guinea tea and a chain. And you need a better accent. Yeah, I do. I know. You're very normal sounding. <laughs> I, yeah. I, um, you say sandwich, like my stepdad. I don't really. If I was no, I'm dig- not, no, no, no. I'm saying like, I, no, I know, I'm, not digging, I know, I'm not digging you. I know I'm when just, my accent peaks out. Sandwich, I just think it's like, oh, you say No, but you like, grew up that day, way. I'll yeah. say sandwich. But my, my girlfriend has like levels of talking proper than like having that jersey uh, that uh, that new york <laughs> that new york accent i don't have that at all when i, was, I moved away people uh, said i had an accent but i didn't hear it I had, when i went to when i went to school in upstate new york people said i had an accent and they were all from long island it's like screw you but you have a big yeah you have a Yours thicker accent worse. yeah <laughs> uh, but i was ta- i met this and I, I never ended up going anywhere because she was you know crazy but i met this girl a few weeks ago on like one of the dating apps yeah i gotta say her name <laughs> but she sounded like Mona Lisa Vito from my cousin Vinny. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's my biggest fear. Like, I'm so happy my girlfriend doesn't sound like Janice from Friends. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> Just that. Well, the thing is, like, you usually like, you know, you wouldn't date that person, but like this girl happened to also be like she was like a like a professor and like going for her, like her doctor. And it's like So she sounded like s- that all the time? Yeah, but she still sounded like that. So it was just like that scene of my cousin Vinny yeah. when she's explaining all the like the car stuff. Yep, she still yeah. has that accent. Yeah, it's just like this is not making sense. Like how you're sounding versus what you're saying does not should not coexist. That's one of the best movies out there, by the oh, way. Oh, one hundred percent. One of the best movies. But no, thank you for watching the film, dude. It was and, really uh, good. You did very that. well. I appreciate it. And guys, at some point after he's done with festival season, we'll make sure we'll, we'll, we'll promote it on Facebook. We'll put up a link for it. Yeah, so I'm people, cool people with that. Yeah. Because Expect we're to all see talk- me in um, a little did she know too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because I'd like to make it a feature, and the- Nick's like, Nick's like, I'll I'll do it, I'll do it for free, I'll do it. But I, I always try and pay people at least either gas money, food, or if you're going to be acting for eight hours, I'm gonna give I'm me a get- give me a sandwich and like three to four funny lines, and like I'm done, I'm, I'm in. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let me be a dirty bartender. <laughs> You keep saying that. Well, dude, if you're, I want make you it, and Steve what, to act along, act alongside. When you say, when you say, like, you want to make it into a feature, does that mean refilming the ones, the scenes you already filmed? Yeah, because so what the you audio do is, is bad. you should make a scene. So before, I don't want to give too much away, because you know it's a big surprise. I don't want before when you're drunk at the birthday party. Yeah, there should be a scene with you at a bar, like getting drunk. And I'm just giving you really crappy advice on how to hang. Like, you just got the text Ooh. message like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend just texted me this. And I'm like, hey, you know what you should do? You run the fuck away. <laughs> like, I got oh, like, my God. I got like six of those things. I don't talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How great would that be? That would be you're like, good. really? But like, I just keep pouring you shots. Like, uh, you're really just giving me the worst advice. Yeah. And then someone's like, who would you talk to? Like, oh, just some, some, some bartender. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That would be fun. That would actually. You get up and you're like, dirty Frank, and this is what I should do. <laughs> And your girlfriend's like, who's Dirty Frank? He's like, he's the only one who listens to me. Yeah, because in the in the movie, I have a a girlfriend, and there's news that's brought up. So even if I brought it up to her, she'd be like, Dirty Frank told you that? Like that would be funny. That would be that what I would do. Because I want to base it in Jersey, and then you you know you road trip to the East Coast and stuff. So I think that would be funny. Jersey's on the East Coast. Like throughout the East Coast. Sorry, not too. Like where? I don't know. Like in the in the short, the guy lives in Pennsylvania. Okay. But I would I don't know. Like doing road trip movies are obviously tough. <laughs> so yeah, I would like have where, to make like it. where else if you could do it, like where would you want it to be to go? Um, I thought about it. Don't I would say I know what you're gonna say. What you're gonna say Maine? No, no, no. I have a a whole separate movie I would want to film up there. I was actually thinking what? Like, what? Wait, wait, wait. Can you tell me your main movie, please? <laughs> no. Could you? Do you really no. want me to? It's about it's it's just a, all right. So Maine. <laughs> you know how every like we're the Garden State. Yeah, Maine is called Vacation Land, so I had really yeah I had it yeah it is I had an idea about um, doing a movie where uh, this is when I was in college. Is it an erotic thriller? Not at all. It's a thriller, not erotic. But this uh, serial killer um, ends up killing people who are not 
right, who are from out of town. See, but that's the thing. Like, that's the kind of shit that takes place in Maine. Like, yeah. all, all Stephen King's novels are in Maine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, when, always, I like, to, when, when I went to Maine during the summers, things, <laughs> when I went they're always to, like, sorry. like, oh, what's going on up here, huh? Yeah. Oh, y'all way out there. Like that guy from South Park, like, oh, what's going on out here, son? <laughs> yeah. When I went to Maine earlier this summer, you just looked at me deadpan. You're like, be careful. It's Stephen King land. Dude, that's where all his, even like, like the regular ones, like, you're, like, uh, you're going to come back pregnant. Yeah. 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 Like, you're going to get an alien pregnant. And then, like, you're not going to know. Next thing, your car is going to try to kill you. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. had two different movies where cars try to kill people. Carrie? No, no. not Carrie. Uh, Christine. Christine. And, oh, that really bad one. Uh, there was a really bad one where, like, all electronics came to life. And, like, Emilio Estevez was in one. it. I can't remember the name of it. It was, re- like, a meteor, right? And, like, crossed the world and, like... An, like an EMP went off, and like, like lawn mowers were killing people. Ask a, a Steve, rocket I'm sure launcher, he knows. a rocket launcher killed, like just like went off by itself and killed a bunch of people. And it's like Emilio Estevez. It's, it's so it's so weird. It's I so gotta bad. tell you, I was so scared that like when you came on the ranting and raving podcast, I was gonna just be excommunicated from my own podcast because you and Steve love those movies. No, but you can't talk about those movies all the time. True, you know. But you guys have seen them, and you're like, that's but so I, bad. I could talk about a range of film. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not just 80s and 90s action. I'm also, I'm, I'm like 2000 action. You, people, I'm not just action. saying this. You and Greg have surprised me with some movies you've watched because. And movies we haven't watched. Yeah, well, no, but yeah, I haven't watched some good ones too. But like, it's just because you talk to other people and not a lot of people watch movies. And I'm like, I guess you have a social life. I don't know. I just like sitting around watching yeah. movies. Like That's I was, how I grew up, man. I, yeah. I don't want friends. You have to leave to go talk want, to them. <laughs> I just want movies. But um, I, I still think to this day that no matter what Greg says, he had the bigger unseen movie. I, I agree. I'm I'm watching the my part of the deal. I'm yeah. watching tomorrow night with my roommate. Nice. He's, he's made me. Work. No, I agree. I, uh, Pulp Fiction is a uh, especially like not, iconic, not just, but not like I wouldn't tell my like get mad at my sister. Like, oh, you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, but like Greg. Like you're a film guy, and like you didn't see this movie, yeah. and then you're mad at me because I didn't see Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> a lot of people haven't. The word seen "dumb, dumb" is in the name twice. And yeah. it, it, it was it was maybe voted. I think it won a Razzie, Dumb and Dumber. Like it didn't. Were Razzies sh- back? Like were they? Ra- they not, existed on, like, back then. They're on like the fortieth Razzies. Dude. It's been oh, like, I didn't since, know since that. Seventies. Wow. Yeah. That would. Um, yeah, been, I could see it. I could see it winning a Razzie. But it's like a cult, like the Farley brothers, like they make movies that like people are. What else do they do? I, I know the Farley, like they've done. They other... did. I think they did something about Mary. Dude, that, that was funny. Nineteen eighty one. Me, myself, the, and Irene was the first Razzies. Um, so it's been around what, I guess, four thirty thirty two years now or something. No, almost, almost forty years. Eighty one, almost forty years. Twenty twenty one, right? No. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, almost forty years. 81 seems like it was 10 days ago. It was directed by Peter <laughs> Farley, the Farley brother. Shadow Howe was pretty good. Yeah, but the, but then like Peter Farley did the uh, the Green Book. I was just, and saying, it's like, just saying like, that. I'm like, wait, what? And you saw Sebastian Maniscalco, and you're like, oh, it's going to be funny, but he played the typical Italian in the 60s, he's, I guess. He's going to be in, he's in the Irishman. I can't cra- wait. Crazy Joe Gallo. I can't wait. I can tell you this, just knowing the history of Crazy Joe Gallo, he ain't going to be in that movie a long time. <laughs> Is that a good casting choice? Because I don't know anything about... Crazy Joe Gallo, honestly. Well, I mean, we'll think of his name, and then yeah. I'm gonna show you a picture of him. All right. But it, yeah, he was he was he was little. He had a he had a lion in his basement, and when people owed him money, he would bring them to the basement and literally threaten to feed them to his lion. Are you was, serious? Yeah, he was, dude, he was, he was Crazy Joe Gallo. Yeah, I didn't know uh, the Irishman is based in. Oh wow, he looks scary. And I hope so, I hope that I think they're gonna do a good job with that casting then. Oh yeah. I absolutely think so. Hold on. Well, there's, there's, when he has slick back hair, he looks just like how he actually. So Sebastian looks a lot like his him. face is more full, fuller than Sebastian. Yeah. So like, that's kind of how how I know him. Oh, right and there. Then and then you could when you type in like Sebastian. Hold on. You guys got to go look it up so you know what we're yeah. what we're looking at because it is type in Sebastian identi- Maniscalco, Crazy Joe Gallo. It's identical. And then when you see like the picture of him like coming out of the out of the car here, right? Yeah. I want to see a scary Sebastian. I met him before. I met Sebastian. I went to one of his shows. Yeah, you and Anthony were telling me before yeah. he before he blew up. You guys it, went to a lot of his here's shows. Here's the shame part of it: is I love Sebastian Maniscalco, but his first stand-up special, um, I can't remember the name, but it's the one who was wearing a vest. 
is is the I think one of the funniest Santa specials ever. But he blew up after his like next two, and I think his next two were subpar. The one with the vest, I, I think I know what you're talking about. He t- does he talk about like Italian weddings, and uh, you know inviting yeah, weddings and, and people coming over yeah. 20 years ago as opposed yeah, to now. Yeah, that's the one. That like that's some of the best material. Yeah, every ever. the other ones are. He, I, I guess his managers tell him to go more mainstream, which like, yeah, I get it. I get it, bro. But yeah, but I just like his like his um, like the dialect he has. Like it's like you yeah, talk it's like him sometimes. Italian guy. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Uh, it, it was. He, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm gonna go. Try, I'm gonna try to see it in the theaters, but I, I hear they're fighting now because. Oh. Um, you want more? I just want a sip. Okay. My, my last sip. So I haven't had cream soda in a long time, and this is like I'm probably gonna get it now every other day. Yeah. Well, no, just get it for the podcast. Okay. Yeah. And that's also that's that's what marks the end of the podcast is the end of the cream soda. <laughs> cream soda. And you still have like half that's a I do. Go. I might have to uh, when we go off air. Might yeah. have to finish it. So what you what do you think? It's. It's good. I'm afraid to stand up because I might fall down. Um, but no, it's really good, man. Um, I'm getting a, like I'm. I don't know if it's correct or not. I'm getting kind of like a woodsy taste a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then don't, don't it is never spicy. think of like correct. Like it's not correct. It's it's what you taste. Yeah. And I am getting spice and then a, and a little sweet. But I'm not gonna lie. Some cigars I've had, whether I haven't you know humidified them correctly or not, mm. as I smoked them halfway, it, it's, they started tasting a little bitter. It this, happens sometimes. Ha- this hasn't like this is yeah. se- this is like seemed extremely consistent throughout. So, so but I'm not. I don't know about yeah. cigars, so I don't know if you if you can correct me on it. Go no, ahead. No, that, that, <laughs> just just you have to just but, keep yeah. smoking a, a lot, and then yeah. you'll start noticing the differences. There's, there's like nothing. That, that. There's nothing I can I can teach you about like how it's made yeah. or like how to keep it. But in terms of like what your preferences are going to be, it's yeah. just a matter of you smoking as much as you can. So I've been here eight months. How long? How long did it take you f- for you to really like? get it with cigars like was it the same amount of time was Mine it a was year different because i didn't except for felix who was my manager in the store i didn't really have anyone else who like really knew the industry well yeah to, you had like, a mentor to, really right? i had a yeah. he taught me like about cigars as a whole and he really got me onto fuente and padrone yeah. but in Does terms he smoke? of like oh he just smokes fuente every day That's a, okay. fuente some perdomo some padrone some Tatawahe, but like just for one thing. You know, he'll have is it because it's the spice? Like it's spicy or? No, it's just like it's what he likes. It's what he likes, yeah. yeah. Eight, yeah. eight, five, eight in the morning. You know, he'll have an opus later on in the day. He'll, he smokes an opus every Friday for one day Friday. But it took me a while just because, you know, I also was more focused on like just being a good employee in the store instead of focusing on like my own personal cigar journey. Gotcha. Now that's part of my job yeah. is to expand that. But you'll get there. Like Greg probably knows more, at least more brands and more about like rappers at his year than maybe me at my year, at my first but year. But it's because he was he's been doing reviews and had to kind yeah, of and he's been doing chat the po- with yeah. you and all yeah. that. And yeah. So we had to like do his research, you know. Yeah. And also, we didn't care that many brands when I first started. We had like a lot of like no name brands okay. when I started. So, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. This tricky traco. This is now better than the last. This is now four in a row, and they are, they are incredibly. Are they getting consistent. better every time? They are incredibly nice. consistent, incredibly good. What would you give that? It's a ninety-one, bro. It's not. It's a ninety-one-five. This is how the La Coalition will taste to me in about another month. It will be right on par with this. See, I mean, it's because it's, 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 it's a little. I haven't smoked little, mine since you gave it. It's a little heavier, mm-hmm. so I just want it to sit like a little bit more. But the Coalition is, I think, my favorite broadleaf of the year. I just need it. Just I need to get it there first. You may have said first this time. on the podcast, and I forgot. Um, what is it about broadleaf? Because ever since like day one, you've been. It's just so very repeated for me. To me. It's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's just how. That's what my profile seeks out from it's the get go. From, like, from like, the get go, broadleaf was yeah, it. Past for like you? five years, I really started to. Noticed that that's that's what I would like you know cigars. I, before I really knew about like what rappers were on what I just knew like about brands, and then I started when I started investigating. I'm like, oh wait, you know, out of my top ten cigars, I'm I'm really smoking heavy this year. Seven of them have are broadleaf. Okay, you know, and then like the other three are just randoms. You know, it could be Ecuadorian Habano, could be a Cameroon, it could be a Corojo, but I just noticed that seven of them were like were broadleaf. Well, I like that you like identify with broadleaf because like most of the articles you write you always tie that in so it's like people who follow you or people who know know that you wrote it because you're always like this is you know this is what i like and i think that that you just kind of what am i trying to say like you've 
hit like a theme with all your articles and it always comes back to it. And I like the comparisons for people who like, yeah. you know, because the articles you sent me, I post, I read them. Same with like uh, Steve. Like I just read them just to like. I'm going to start leaving you messages. In there. For proofreading and yeah. for <laughs> secret messages. Secret messages. To steal the Declaration Every of Independence. Every third word. <laughs> hey, I watched that movie the other day. I watched I know, I it. I saw it. And I'm, it freaking holds up, man. The, uh, his co-star, right what's end, his name? Right at the uh, the, the little yeah, the little Justin guy. Bar- he was Barrether, I hilarious say. in that movie. And then when he was in Hangover, I was like, right at the end when Sean Bean like leaves them all in the cavern and yeah. he sees it like it's the pipe is the key. He's like, it can't be that easy. I'm like, none of this was easy. A guy just died. How is this easy? <laughs> He's like, it couldn't be that easy. I'm like, it wasn't <laughs> at all. You've been arrested. You're wanted by the FBI. You've been in five states. You exploded a ship. You jumped off the That's... Intrepid, and a guy just collapsed into a cavern in front of your eyes. Shit, after Con Air, anything's easy, right? I mean, that's true. <laughs> but I do love a plain movie. Yeah. No, but... um. That movie definitely holds up. You oh, always fantastic. see funny memes of like when you're drunk and you want to go on a venture. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence, dude. I would literally watch that man recite Shakespeare like in his bathroom. That would actually probably be hilarious. That would. I feel like college humor would do that. But both you, Greg, and Steve, I, I've you've given me a new appreciation and love for Nicolas Cage. Honestly, because I always thought he was a joke. He's really good. The fact, the the, the thing is, is sometimes it's it's like watching. Like, I like Star Trek: The Next Generation. And sometimes it gets like really campy, but like Patrick Stewart is committed. Like, and so yeah. even when it's like a really good scene, or like he shouldn't be this committed for like this scene, yeah. but he is. He's always committed. So you yeah. think that it's like that, but when it, with movies, it's different because like each movie is. So when you see him going for an hour and a half, like he shouldn't be like this intense in this movie, but then you just copy him out of that movie and put him in a good movie. He's like, wow, he did phenomenal yeah. in this. Yeah. And he, so he's very good. He just, he's. The new movie he's going to be in with Lawrence Fishburne, he actually kind of seems. Tamed. It got very bad reviews. Oh, did it? Uh, it got very. It got. It got like a twenty percent. But we're still gonna see it. Oh, I'm so I, I, it's. It was part of my bet with my buddy. Uh, he gets to pick two movies I have to watch. And that's one of them. That and Dumb and Dumber were the two movies. Oh man. Because I said if you because I made him watch Haunting of Hill House and I'm like pick one movie you know I'm gonna hate. Did he like Haunting of Hill he House? Loved it. Oh yeah. That's why I'm like pick one movie you know I'm gonna hate just just to make it even. Yeah. And then pick one movie like and then if you like the show maybe make the other movie just like something that like. I could stand. Yeah. And so he, so the, the, whatever it is, the assassins or whatever I don't even know what it's called. The Devil's Work or something? The Devil's Assassins or whatever it is, is the one that's like, I'll totally watch that movie. Yeah. And Dumb and Dumber is the one I really don't want to have to watch. (laughs) I hope you at least find Dumb and Dumber humorous. I'm probably not going to. So. I just don't think it's going to be funny. I don't, I just don't like that kind of humor. Which is weird because I like the mask and everything. Yeah. Mm. I would give this a 90. There you go. I'll try to get a picture of this. Okay. See how it works out. I mean, just not, I don't know what, what, what holding your hands up is going to uh, do. I'm going to bump it. I feel like if no, I right. if you walk up here. But uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Don't forget to check out our coupon code. It's, uh, coupon code is Long Ash, all one word. You get 20% off your entire purchase this weekend. I want a big thanks to Secret Chris for stopping by. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, I, I hope I it was no, somewhat you were, uh, entertaining. You were, uh, you were pretty average. So it was I, like, uh, <laughs> I like uh, just he- hearing you talk about cigars. I, I learned more. So mm-hmm. thanks for having me on, no man. No problem. And... Uh, Thank you all, and uh, we do have some Instagram questions, but we're going to do those for next week when, uh, when Greg is back, and we have some, some funny answers. And uh, don't forget, all your cigar needs, jrcigars.com. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys.